honey, we are here. We're queer. And we're relevant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how long has it been, y'all? And you know what? It is no fault of your own. The onus is all on me. I will take it. Um, it is my bad. But you know what? You are now listening to another great episode of the number one podcast, Somewhere Child, Queer and Relevant. Because you know what? We're here we're queer, and we're relevant. Um, Long story short, it's me, y'all. It is Ron. I am back, back, back again with another episode. Thank you so much for hanging in there with us. Um, Thank you for waiting on me as well. I know things have not been coming regularly as they should be, but you know what? We're going to talk about it all. We have a message from Marcel as well. Be sure to follow the both of us at I am Ron DMC at Marcel Lamar Music and we are on Instagram at Queer and Relevant on Twitter at Queer Relevant. So, I mean, let's get into the show. Y'all know what time it is. Y'all know how we do things. It is time for the mental check-in. So, First and foremost, again, I want to apologize to everyone. It has not been easy getting this show done. It has not been easy recording this show. Life has happened. Mercury was just in retrograde. So she was fucking us all up with the vibes, the energy. I mean, honey, it was raining. It was pouring. The old man was snoring daughter okay please believe me when I tell you now let's get into I mean where the fuck I've been what have y'all been up to I hope everyone is doing well I hope everyone kicked mercury in retrogrades ass I know it was like it was like fucking fighting through um quicksand you know I mean she just came, the retrograde came and did what she wanted to do, left no prisoners, honey. But for those of us who have come out on the other side and have survived, collapse for us, give it the fuck up for us, because we did it when she was trying to knock us down. Um, So what I've been doing, honestly, a little bit of the same. I am still trying to find a permanent job. Right now, um, many of you know or may not know, I work as a temp. So basically, I go from different properties and I basically fill in. I'm a sub-employee, substitute employee. So I go and I help around and I've been looking for a while now to find somewhere that was permanent because although I love temping and the flexibility that it gives me is everything, it definitely does 
um, weigh on me, you know, when an assignment ends and I don't have anything else lined up. And I mean, there was times where I was just almost three weeks without a job. You know what I mean? But luckily my rent, I mean, this is my thing. As long as I have somewhere to lay my head at night, I am blessed. I am grateful and I will get to the next obstacle and surpass that when I get to it. So, I mean, look, the phone may not be always paid. We may not always have a refrigerator full of groceries. But the one thing we are going to have is the rent paid. And I'm going to be able to lay in my bed, think of a game plan, wake up and get up and do it again the next morning. That's for fucking sure. Okay. So, I mean, that's just what I've been trying to do. I have been trying to find somewhere permanent to land. Um, And like I said, the flexibility was great at a point. But, you know, you go so many times or so many days with no work. um, And it's hard to, you know, sustain a life like that, honestly. Um, Look, I have friends everywhere, right? So, and I'm not the type of bitch who wants to just go out just to have fun, to say you're out. I don't feel comfortable if I'm broke and don't have money, right? Y'all know I like to have a little cocktail. So I don't need to be looking at my friend like, ooh, girl, I'm I'm craving a margarita. No, I want to be able to walk to the bar, squeeze my motherfucking way in while they dancing all in front of it. And taking up space And I want to order my own shit Y'all know I like to smoke I do not Need to be Looking over at you Girl It's time to smoke I know you are gonna be ready anyway But when I have my own shit I can bust it down Break it down Roll it up And light it up Okay So Um It just gives me more job security. That's the bottom line. And, you know, with a lot of these companies, you do have perks, right? I mean, not just, of course, benefits, blah, blah, blah. But the industry that I'm in now, you know, you get a lot of commissions. So at this point, um, you all know I'm working in leasing. Basically, what that does is I help when people come to apartments and look at apartments, I take them on a tour and hopefully they go ahead and leave a deposit and we get them all good to go. I help people move into homes, apartment homes. That's basically it. Um, And with some of these places, you know, depending on what kind of company you get with, you can get really good commission. You can get a lot of good money um, coming from people who just lease from you. Um, And of course, when they renew after their you know, however long they want to stay. Usually, of course, at least is 12 months, so a year. So, you know, when we start to do renewals, which means when they want to, uh, you know, renew their contract, some companies even give you a small commission from the renewal. Um, so there's just a lot more job security. There's a lot more money to be had as well with being in a permanent position. And so that's what I've been really trying to do. It is definitely a challenge. I feel like sometimes I don't have a lot of the best experience because I've been a temp for so long. 
I mean, sometimes I'm at a place for two days and sometimes I'm at a place for six months. So it just depends on what they're looking for and how we fit ultimately together. So continue to pray for me, continue to keep me in, you know, with good vibes, good energy, because I really do want to land a permanent position soon. I am now on a mission. I have a goal. And my goal is that I want to be in a permanent position by the time Marcel comes back in December. Um, I believe his come his um date to come back home is December 4th. So listen, mama, if I have something permanent by December 4th, we are rocking and rolling from my mouth to God's ears. Let's hope he is listening to me. I know he is going to, you know, pull through. Um, And we're going to move from there. I do still have my goals to get my real estate license. But, you know, that all just comes with, like I said, having something stable. It's a lot different when I'm temping and I'm just doing the regular day to day. Do you know what I mean? So, like I said, send the good vibes, send all the good energy, and, you know, I'll come back with an update very soon, letting you know when that permanent position will be starting. So, a lot of other things have been happening. Um, Shout out to Namba Coffee. I actually just did, me and my homegirl just did our first, well, my first, she my my friend, she loves to um paint. She goes on camping trips and she takes her, you know, she takes her um damn I canvas. There it is. She takes her canvas, she takes all her tools, and she loves to um paint. But this was my actual first time doing a sip and paint, and it was even more special because it was for my friend's coffee shop. So shout out to Namba coffee i'm actually sitting right here looking at my painting right now which was a beautiful sunset that we did um it was beautiful i had such a good time it was nothing but fucking laughs the whole time i mean me and um me and my girl we fucking kikied as soon as we got in you know my ass talking to people the people next to us I mean they heard me talking about housewives so we did a little bit of housewives talk I mean it was everything the drinks were fantastic and um shout out to Namba because not only will they be doing of course coffees teas pastries things like that but soon they will also be welcome they will also be introducing beer and wine um, to their menu as well. They also had some lovely charcuterie boards and lovely um, food that we got to try as well at the Sip and Paint. And it was just incredible. We had a really, really good time. So um, I cannot wait to do the next one because I loved it. And I, I mean, I'm telling y'all, I did not think that I was going to be able to do this I'm thinking, okay, maybe we might sketch something out first. And th- no, mama, here's your paper. We putting the paint on there. Here's the canvas and let's go. 
I loved it though. Um, our instructor was incredible. You know, she stood at the front of the, um, she stood in the front of the, um, space and, you know, she walked us through all the steps. I really had a grand time. So once again, shout out to Namba and we will be back very, very soon. So let's think what else has been going on with me? Um, Y'all, it's just, like I said, it's just hard sometimes. This show is no joke. It is literally like having another job. Um, And so anybody who's going into podcasts, I'm telling you, it's not for the faint of heart. Um, I We are still trying to build up our fan base. We are still trying to build up listeners. We do also have plans in the future to go, um, you know, visual. We do want people to see us, honey. We want y'all to be right there in the motherfucking room with us. Because how else are you going to experience the two of us laughing, joking, kikiing, shading, and the like? So hopefully, you know, we can get that up and running soon. Please make sure you are telling everyone you know about this podcast. We are calling it Queer and Relevant. I mean, obviously, we are two black queer men, so we speak from a specific lens um, and where we have, you know, a point of view being two black queer men in America and also relevant because everything we talk about is relevant, right? All of our pop culture news, all of the um, pressing social issues that are happening right now in this country, in the world. So we make sure that we give a little bit for everyone. Make sure you tell the people, don't let the name fool you, honey. Don't let the name fool you. Our podcast is actually for any single person who wants to get a laugh, anyone who connects with us, anyone who just feels like they can be you know, involved with us. So please be sure you are telling everyone about us. Make sure you send it, text it, shout it from the fucking rooftops, honey. Q&R is here. We are here to stay. And I want to make this thing very, very big. I know Marcel has wonderful plans for this show as well. Um, So we definitely want to see our dreams come to fruition And we want to be, I mean, hell, who knows? Maybe we'll get a show one day. Listen, I don't, I don't mind. I have hope. Okay. So stranger things have happened. Ain't that what they say, mama? Don't get it twisted now. So without further ado, I am going to get into Marcel's check-in so we can see what this chicken has been up to. Y'all know he gonna have something for us to say. I haven't even listened to it yet. So I cannot wait. That's for sure. So let me go ahead and do that. And let's hear what he has to say. Then I'll come back and we're gonna talk. Okay, honey. Back, 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 back again. It's Marcel, daughter. (laughs) Honey, queer and relevant. I know it's been some time, girl. Y'all haven't had a update from the doll in 
quite a moment. It's been some time. We had our time last night, honey. It's been some time. Um, <clears throat> so, yes, I'm going to update y'all on what the hell has been going on up in here. Um, first of all, I wanted to tell the girls... When you, um, if you got a man doing what you do, whatever you doing with your man, girl, when you book your hotel room, make sure it has a balcony. (laughs) Make sure you have panoramic views. (laughs) Make sure you can go outside, honey, and get fresh air. Because... I ain't gonna give you girls too much of my business, but just know I got a hotel room and we had a balcony. <laughs> and honey, when you got a balcony, you can do a lot of things on the balcony. And it was really and it's really, really, really fun. You got fresh air hitting you from all different places. And (laughs) honey, it's just a thrill. I was on a wild, wild ride, honey. And that's when the girl was, uh, that's when I was in Europe, honey. So I'm in Stockholm getting my home stocked. We had a time that night. We had a time that night. Um, So I'm starting y'all off with that, honey. You need to always book a balcony if your coins allow you to spend that extra change on having, um, on being able to step on outside your room, okay? Um... Two, what else am I checking in on? Two, I'm checking in on everything is going good here on the ship, honey. I actually just finished um, doing my own show. So I've been trying to get this done um, for quite some time for the last couple of months, trying to get music charts for an eight piece, nine piece band. Um, just just doing the most, girl. Doing the absolute most. Because I'm trying to make this dream of mine happen and come true. So, <laughs> September 28th, 2022, niece. It, and you know what? I need to write that day down while I'm saying it. And while it was just two days ago. um, It was the debut of my motherfucking show in the main theater. And it can only get better. The first show was really, really good. A bitch was nervous. The house down, boots, all fur. (laughs) Nervous as hell because I was like, bitch, I want to get on here. I want to have energy. I want to get on here. I need to step. I need to walk. I need to walk left or right on this stage. I need to dance a little bit. I need to make sure the band got the right tempos for me. And, um, And make sure that it was fun. So... I mean, I feel like I got a really good response from the audience and from the people I work with. They were like, wow, the show was really good. It was great. The energy was good. Um, the people thought that me talking in between the songs felt very natural. And 
So, you know, I'm just trying to expand the show um, so I can create my own 45-minute segment because right now I'm sharing this 45-minute segment with um, another singer. So she starts off it, she starts it off with 20 minutes and then I come in and I do about another 20 and then um, we do a last song together. Um it's structured that we're just supposed to have a 45-minute show together. But I was like, well, I want to do it separately because this is my plan in my head, okay? Um, so what I'm trying to do is expand on the 20 minutes that I already have and make it a whole 45 with a Stevie Wonder tribute. Now, it was on the gag of it is, child... September 28th, 1976 is the day that Songs in the Key of Life came out. So I was like, Mama, see, you got to pay attention to numbers, times, and dates, daughter. Because I'm like, the universe is manifesting. The things are happening. Things are happening every day. (laughs) Bitch, period. So, um, that's what's happening on the ship. Um, I'm, after I, I'm about to get my fucking computer, so I'm hoping that I can be, um, getting some, getting back live with this bitch, Ron, um, so we can do some episodes again, and bitch, I'm coming home in two months, Lord knows, um, I'm still got a lot of work to do building, my first show and then building a second show trying to get at least the Stevie Wonder one filmed um I feel like time will allow that and I maybe I can get a second one done and filmed and created as well before I leave but we'll see because this contract was nine months and mama she ain't doing it again I took this because it's what I needed it I needed it at the time it has put me in a good place to do what I want to do next. And um, so it's, it's all about timing and going through with the plan and making do what, what it do. <laughs> you heard it. You heard it. <laughs> so um, that's what's going on right now on for the ship. Um I I ain't messing with nobody on the ship. That ain't happening. Um, Ain't no niggas up in here for me, honey. Uh, Maybe one. But he acting stupid and playing dumb. And I'm like, girl, I ain't got time. We we way too old. You need either come to this room or shut the hell up. I ain't got time for no back and forth. I ain't got time for no if, ands, or buts about it, okay? So, okay, okay. Um... So I'm doing me. I got business to attend to, niece, daughter, girl. So um, I'm giving that. Um, like I said, I have two months. Honey, December 4th, raise the motherfucking flag for me, honey, when I get to L.A. Because it's going the house down. I need to see all my girls. I need to see my sisters. I need to party. I need to go on vacation. I need to do something luxurious um it's gonna be family time for the holidays and uh party time for new year's and 
shit, all of the above. Um, very much so, like so, like that. Um, and bitch, this also what I wanted to talk to y'all about. I am watching this Jeffrey Dahmer motherfucking Netflix series. This shit is beyond me. Child, I still ain't, I'm still not done with it. I didn't watch, I watched, like, I think I'm on episode seven. So I think I got three more episodes left. Seven, eight, or eight, nine, and ten I have left. And I'll be having to take breaks because my mental is going in and out while watching this show. The amount of just nasty psycho gruesome shit that has taken place on this fucking show and I remember hearing about um Jeffrey Dahmer but I don't really remember like any I don't think I've ever seen um any past docuseries or any past movies or anything that has been made I haven't seen it so I I really didn't know to the extent of what it was until I'm watching this series right now so I'm gagged this man has killed like 20 people um in horrific ways me um seeing how he was getting these men and the thing that gagged me the most is it's bitches going on Twitter talking about Jeffrey Dahmer's child. He would have had me because they saw his, um, I guess people saw his, uh, his picture online when he got locked up or whatever. That's the, that's the, <laughs> Girl, let me take a breath. <sighs> y'all, y'all, I am exhausted. Y'all are tiring me out. That is the dumbest thing I have ever heard. Me watching this thing, ain't nothing attractive about this man. First of all, in the picture that I saw, he looked crazy. He looked damn crazy. In the eyes, I'm like, ooh, it's just, girl, it's just evil all in the face. And the first 20 minutes of this damn show, I am on my seat, child. I'm on the edge of my seat about to fall out the bed head first. Because I am thinking to myself, bitches always say when something is happening, you're going to either fight. um, I think it's fight, flight, or freeze. Bitch. I cannot imagine going out, meeting a man, and going back to his home, and then him trying to kill me. And this is just because he killed all of them men except for the one, the last one, the well, the last one, the which was in the episode one, and me watching all of his um, reactions like. He was scared as hell, trying to get out. Then he was trying to calm him down and trying to be sexual with him after he already then pulled the knife on his ass. And just, I was just thinking like, what? Oh my God. Like, 
where would your mind go? You don't even know. Like, it's just crazy to me. And all of the nasty things that this man did, I think he was eating somebody's damn kidney or heart uh, like it was a damn steak or pork chop like it was a damn tenderloin. I'm like, this is some foul ass shit. And you hoes got the nerve to go online and say he would have had me after 19 to 20 something gay men and mostly men of color. And this ape, oh my God, y'all, y'all thought that was the choice to make was to then go online and fetishize him. That's so stupid to me. That's just groundwork of stupidity. I don't even know what would. What it's not funny, it's not cute, it's dumb as hell, and it don't make no damn sense. And to be uh one of the family members, you're just like they already have all this damn trauma about it. Now they have to constantly watch somebody making a docuseries about it, and then y'all now y'all online talking about he he was fine. Lord have mercy. Send y'all straight to hell on a one-way flight. Take the elevator all the way down, girl. Keep going down, 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 down. Because y'all, that's what you're doing. You're clicking down. You're clicking down all the way. Child, this, I ain't dating no more white men. That's out. Y'all out of it. <laughs> it's done. <laughs> Wrap it up. Put it in the bowl. Ship her first class FedEx. Um... My last man was white, and uh, like I said, my last <laughs> because uh uh-uh. uh, ain't no nothing that's crazy. Um, Lord, please send me a strong black man, please send me a strong Middle Eastern man. Y'all know I like Middle Eastern. Um, wasn't nothing cute about motherfucking Jeffrey Dahmer. Okay. So that's just some ignorant ass shit. <laughs> Girl, I'm just lost. I'm stuck. I'm lost for words because I just couldn't believe the people was online doing that. Um. Well, that's all I wanted to say about about it. Y'all are dumb and that's stupid. Um. And I ain't dating no more white men. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Send me everything else, but okay. And lastly, for my check-in, um, yes, like I said, I cannot wait to come home. Like, I'm so blessed with being able to do what I'm doing. Um, I'm really happy with my life and the way everything is going. But one thing I want to say about um, cruising and when being far away from home, um, especially when you're black, this industry is surrounded by white people i mean that's like damn every industry ain't it but here for me it's been some times where it's just difficult because i don't have like i feel like there's no one that looks like me there's no one that talks like me um where is that person 
for me while being here. And I have two of my sisters coming to visit me in a couple weeks. So I literally cannot fucking wait (laughs) until they come because I can just have a sense of fresh air, a woo-saw moment because I'll be like, oh my God, like people who know me, people who are like me, people who get me like a community a camaraderie with each other is really really it's so important and when you're so distant from it it's like you have to you don't know how much you need it until you like you don't have it and then there's moments where I'm sitting in the room with all these damn white people and I was looking at myself the other day like I feel crazy like am I on another planet am I in a different world this is the twilight zone because it just felt crazy and I'm like wow damn I need some of my people like I need to see my friends (laughs) And you know what? There are some days. What this has taught me is that I, um, you got to be strong for you all the time. Um, and it's going to be a lot of points in life where you do feel like this, but you still have to find a way to pull yourself up. And it is a mental game. And you, when you have control over when you know you have control over your mind then you can act accordingly and that doesn't mean that you're not going to have good or bad days it's just that um the reality of what I'm in it is what it is um so I have to be strong for myself. I got to pick myself up. I got to look up in the mirror and be like, girl, you still going to be you. You still going to do you. And you still going to walk through this room as you. Okay. Okay. And for that, I'm very proud that I can do that. But it is difficult, child. What what Marlo say? Today has drained me. Girl, that was me the last couple days. I don't know what the retrograde was doing. I don't know if y'all was feeling it too. I know I was irritated, feeling like I was in the twilight zone, and horny all at the same time. (laughs) Putting my dildo to work, niece. Okay, okay. So it's just, it's just been difficult. And it's like um, month number seven here. So, I just, y'all hold me up, child. Um, If anybody's listening to this podcast, listening to my check-in, send me some good energy, honey. Send me a prayer. Um, Send your prayer warriors, as as our grandmothers would say. And just lift me up. I'm in a good headspace today. Uh, And I've been feeling a lot better um, in general the past couple days but um especially I feel like I had to clear my energy out before I did my show because it was really important for me to sit down meditate get all that negative energy out pour pour into myself because I was like this day is so important to me and 
was something that was two years in the making. And it happened two days ago. So I was like, girl, I'm that girl. It's just that I'm that girl. (laughs) All of that. So, um, yes, I'm good, honey. Um, I'm checking in. I hope the queer and relevant girls are still kicking with us. Um, Ron's holding it down, putting out the episodes. Um, you can never count me out, niece, because the check-ins are checking in. And uh, I will be back on you hoes. And that's that on that, okay? All right, queer and relevant. Um, you'll hear from me soon, niece. Bye-bye. Oh, my God. First of all, I just want to say, um, sister, I love you so much. You do not have to thank me for holding it down, but I appreciate that anyway. Um, but bitch, let's get into the fucking mess, okay? Because I took some notes. And like I said, y'all, um, I don't listen to these first. I plug them in. I react with you all we are all listening for the first time i have notes because i do want to talk about his mental check-in there are some things that i would like to say about it and go over as well um and then luckily what i'm talking about today ties into a bit of what he mentioned so before i get into that i do want to let you all know that the topic today will be it It came across that I was like, nobody knows what the fuck they're doing when they're trying to hook up, unless you know. So today's episode is about fucking hookup etiquette, the do's and the motherfucking don'ts, and we're just going to go from there. So let me address his mental check-in. And again, sister, I love you so much. Thank you for acknowledging me. So number one, bitch. Y'all, when he said get a balcony, honey, and get this room, not it's really fun, y'all. I screamed, okay, hollered, this bitch, and no, boo, you ain't stock, talking about stock home, bitch, beef stock, mama, beef stock, okay, always, she said always book a balcony, I'm screaming, y'all. Again, congratulations, Sully, on your tribute show. I am so glad that um, he finally got it up and running. Um, He has been talking about this show for a while. He has been putting it together for a while. So I am so glad that he was able to finally see it come and be fully realized. Um, And like you said, yeah, you need your own 45-minute set boo we don't got to share with nobody because you know what i got it okay so keep going do the damn thing and i mean i hope when the girls go visit they um record because i definitely want to see this show um now honey when he's i'm telling y'all that retrograde she was not fucking around with anybody do you hear me and mama 
You don't want to skin off the dildo? I'm done. She didn't say all that, but I know that's what she did. It, it was brown when she left. It's going to come back um, white because she done rubbed it all off, honey. Oh, my gosh. She said, I'm putting it to work, mom. Girl, no more balconies for you, huh? Okay, now listen. I also want to talk about his there is two things that I want to speak on. One is the cruising industry and its lack of representation. And the second, which will lead us into our topic, which is this Jeffrey Dahmer debacle. Um, so first of all, let's go to the cruising industry. It is definitely a weird place for someone who... I'm not even going to speak from a person of color experience. I'm speaking as someone who is black. It is very difficult. And I will tell you why. There were times when I was on my ship and we had to perform. Mind you, we were in Charleston, South Carolina. And I already felt weird about being in South Carolina in Charleston because um, as you're driving, you can see it's just completely, I mean, if you were to take a film, we can definitely do some slave films in Charleston, honey. It's giving very plantation. It's giving very old way segregated down motherfucking South, bitch. Um, it was hard to perform for a lot of the white people on the ship, especially when you see them going around and they have you know, their MAGA hats on. And it's just very uncomfortable. It's a very uncomfortable place to be. Unfortunately, we have to keep going and we have a show to do, correct? So, you know, the show must go on. Now, I get what he's saying about you looking around and you're not seeing anybody who's black who you can connect with. You're not seeing anybody who you can share your experiences with. Do you know what I mean? It's very, very difficult. Um, and I will speak primarily for Carnival because that is where I worked. You know how hard it is to see a all-white cast? It's just crazy to me, especially because I know a lot of black people audition for these shows and these cruise ships hell we talented than most so it's it's wild to me that you can have a cast of probably about eight or ten people and not one be black but y'all got the white folks sitting up here doing a a motown show i don't get it it's weird to me um so i also feel blessed that I was able to, on my first ship, I was able to connect with a lot of black people who were on my ship. Um, my boo, I still talk to today. Shout out to Tim. Me and Tim are very good friends. Um, I was able, my second ship, I mean, I, shit, I got suspended. So who knows who the fuck was there? <laughs> um, and on my third ship, it thank God I had two wonderful cruise directors who were also two black gay men. And I mean, we just, of course, that's sis. 
we connected like no other. Um, I also think that a lot of racism and microaggressions played into my um, not returning to Carnival. Listen, I was not without blame or fault. There are some things that, yes, um, I will take accountability for, but it's difficult when you're the only black person in the band you're singing with this white girl who don't like you, right? And then you try and go get help from people who you think are your superiors and you're just met with resistance and you're met with, um, you know, just disrespect. It was very hard. Um, so I definitely understand where he's coming from in that aspect because it's it's hard. Now... With all of that being said, y'all, let's get down to this Jeffrey Dahmer mess and let's let's talk about it. Um, I'm going to close my window because you can still hear the birds. Give me a second. Okay, now listen. Um, like I said, I closed my window. There's no more birds. Um. But also, it was cute to hear the hum of Marcel's ship as well, because that's where he records his mental check-ins on the ship. So it was nice to hear, like, the little hum of the ship as well as he was talking to us. So let's get into it. This Jeffrey Dahmer stuff, y'all. First of all, I did not even know that he watched the show on Netflix. Um, I definitely didn't. I was not going to. I had no desire to. Um, so we'll get into why and then we'll go into our, our big topic. So first of all, um, I need to get the number of his victims. I be- It was astronomical. So as I'm talking, I will be getting that as well. But I just cannot believe how many people watched that show um 15 men and two children that's disgusting 17 victims y'all it's crazy um so i just cannot believe first of all that we sensationalize serial killers in this way i have no idea why we are so obsessed with the stories of serial killers um i probably can understand it from a psychological point I understand that you may probably as a, you know, doctor or, you know, someone who, I mean, crime, crime scene and the investigate, you know, all that shit is big now. So I understand, but it's just too much. Um, And like Marcel said, his victims were predominantly people of color, black men, Hispanic men, and it's just deplorable to see how he was able to go on for so long carrying these vicious gruesome crimes against these people and no one stepped in to say anything um also let's talk about the shit that is happening online i cannot believe it either so the mugshot went around like marcel said and all the gay bitches just started going up. Oh, he cute. He cute. I'm with Marcel. Nothing about him was cute. It was given straight up 
motherfucking that mugshot was given straight up killer cold blooded killer the eyes it was just too much it's in the eyes they say that the window to the soul well his were dark one no soul to be found mama okay and i just cannot believe well i can believe that people are online for clout talking about oh well he would have got me in his apartment he would okay you know what maybe you need to get got if you're going to be talking like this and just have such a flippant attitude towards all the victims who were lost it's disgusting it's gross it needs to stop i also hate that we are now seeing jeffrey dahmer costumes being sold um you will hear this tomorrow so it is spooky season um it's just nasty and had netflix not decided to make a profit and a coin had ryan murphy not decided to just make a a coin um we wouldn't have to re-traumatize and re-victimize all of these families of the people who were lost you have all of these families coming out and basically saying please don't watch this show it is very re-traumatizing to us we have to relive this experience all over again and it shouldn't be that way because it's they're doing it strictly for entertainment purposes I think it's fucking disgusting completely. Okay, I'm going to have to tell that bitch to shut up because I'm filming a show. Um, So, it's just wild to me. I cannot believe it. Ooh, it's, I mean, just the nerve of some people. Um, And yeah, like Marcel said, he was able to lure these men to his home because he would tell them, oh, I'm a photographer, like, I can shoot you and, um, you know, let's take, let's make pictures. And that's when he was able to, you know, basically murder, torture and cannibalize all of these men. There's even a story about him drugging up. I think one of his youngest victims, um, he, he fucking drugged him up, uh, believe a little, an Asian, an Asian boy. Um, and the boy escaped he ran into police officers and they brought him back to Dahmer's house. They brought him. This boy was 14. Jeffrey Dahmer told the police that that was his lover. He was 19. They got into an argument and that was that. And the boy ended up dying. It's the lack of police intervention that it, I mean, how many times, though, have we heard about police officers dropping the ball i mean come on now when will they ever pick it up dribble and correctly shoot um correct uh pun intended when will they correctly shoot mama okay so it just disheartens me because i know nobody wanted to nobody nobody did anything nobody did anything um until finally one man was able to escape and you know that's when they finally went in and saw the human remains they saw the skulls they saw bones um but that just goes to show you that 
when black queer people are involved, when black, um, excuse me, when queer people of color are involved in these tragic, terrific incidents, no one really comes to our aid. So that's why we end up having, excuse me, that's why we end up having things like Black Pride, right? It's because we've had to build our own sense of community because sometimes not even our brothers and sisters who are, you know, white want us in their spaces. Um, It is still very segregated. It's still very, you know, you do your thing, I do my thing. When in actuality, we should all be coming together for one common goal, um, which is community. Do you understand? So, I mean, and we, we still see some of those themes echo today. Like, for example, when they, um, when we can't find the murderers and the killers of some of our, not some of our, most of our black trans sisters and brothers and, um, you know, people of color. That's why they get murdered at astronomical rates. Do you know what I mean? And no one investigates because at the end of the day, we're still black. Um, so I wish we had, like Paul Mooney said, I wish we had the complexion for the protection because maybe then people would take our stories seriously. Maybe people would take more, um, you know, just take more take more accountability for what has not been done and let's just do better. Um, I think it's despicable. I think it's gross that people are still watching this show. Um, once again, I will not be, I think it's horrific. Um, y'all I'm screaming. This bitch said no more white man for me, honey. Now listen, uh, now y'all know I, now y'all know, okay? And I had a coworker who used to be like, you keep talking, you're going to end up with a white man. Now, I will say this. I do, did have a little crush on one of my little roommates, this little white boy or what have you. But, um, I mean, it's just difficult. You know, like Marcel said, when you, when you look over in the bed, you want to be like, what's up, nigga? Good morning, my nigga. <laughs> you know, I can't be like, what up, my wigger? You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, listen, I'm falling off the trail here, but he, Middle East me, I'm with Marcel. I need a fine black chocolate brother. Y'all know I like um Hispanic men too, but Middle East me, honey. Okay, down. White, I don't know. You gonna have to be hella anti-racist you're gonna have to be so motherfucking down i can almost see you know brown you're gonna have to be down with the brown (laughs) oh my god um that's all i have to say on the Dahmer thing i did not even expect to be talking about this like i said i listened to the uh check-ins that marcel gives Just like you do, we all listen together on the show. That's how I like to respond. I want it to be nice, fresh, off the top of mind. And um, that's how we go for it. So with that being said, I am going to take a short break. And then I will come back with our main 
topic. Now, again, we are talking about hook up etiquette. How do you prepare? How do you act when you about to go over to someone's house and basically, you know, fuck? Because some of you bitches just don't fucking get it. So I have a rule book for you. I'll be back. All right. All right. All right. I am back. I am ready to give you all a list. Hopefully I did not. I do not leave anything out. I want to make it perfectly clear. Um, Basically, this topic came about because obviously I was trying to fuck. I was trying to hook up. I was on Grindr. And you just notice all these small little annoyances and things that people do. And it's like, why is this so complicated? It's just sex. It should not even be this. Well, it should be hard, honey. But it should not be this difficult to set up a sneaky link. Like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Like, I just completely. So I was like, I got to start making like a list of all the things that you know, bother me, the things that you should and should not do, because some of you bitches just do not understand. You just don't get it. So I had to make a rule list for y'all. Um, call me Dua Lipa, because I got the rules, honey. I've got no rule. Okay, so um, this is one thing that, okay, now we can get a little bit, let me just name it out and then we'll talk about it, right? So the first um, bullet point that I have, no pick, no chat, N-P-N-C, honey, come on with the acronyms, mama. So listen, some of you girls do not like to send pictures online. I get it. Some of you are DL, you are discreet, you are ugly. (laughs) I'm assuming you have to fucking be because why would you not want to send a picture? Um, So I have a rule sometimes and I say sometimes because I'm going to tell you there are exceptions to the rules, honey. And sometimes they are very, very nice exceptions. Okay. So no pick, no chat. What's up with that? I don't get it. I understand. Like I said, some of y'all may not be completely out and things like that. But how do you expect someone to show up to your house or wherever you're going to be hooking up fucking and they haven't seen you? I'm not fucking Casper. You ain't no ghost. Send me a picture, you know, Um, and then we'll move from there. Maybe I want to move forward. Maybe I don't. But I can honestly say that it does help you in the long run. Um, I mean, unless them nudes are fire, you ain't getting up in here without no pick. I don't give a damn how motherfucking DL you are. I don't give a damn how discreet you are. It ain't. Well, I'm not going to say it ain't happening. And I'll tell you why. I have been. I guess we you can say that we're like fuck buddies or what have you. But we've been dealing with each other for a few years and he never sent a face picture. But I can tell you this, when I was standing at that door and he walked in, I was like, oh my God, thank you, father. Thank you, father. 
because he is very, very cute. And like I said, um, we've been hooking up for years. So if he wasn't, we wouldn't be. Um, oh my God, y'all. There's one time that this guy came over. He didn't send me a picture, but he wore, it was, anyways, he wore a mask the whole time. I barely, and he kept wearing the mask. I thought it was kind of hot, honestly, that I could only see like the top half of his face, which were just his eyes. I mean, the eyes have a lot of expression. They're very intense. So, I mean, that was hot to me. But for the most part, you got us in the picture, baby. All right, moving on. We will not be doing any race play, no fetishization, fetish. I can't even say the fucking word. Fetish it, bitch. Don't fetishize me, ho. I don't know what the hell I'm saying, but you know what I'm saying, okay? No race play. I don't want no white man talking about, yeah, that's my little sweet chocolate booty. Yeah, you little nigger. You like that big white dick. Uh Uh-uh. You ain't no slave, master. I ain't no slave. You ain't finna be talking to me like that. That is nothing to play with. I'm not down with it. Now, you have some girls who are, okay? You have some girls who are down with it, but that ain't me, okay? Um, And the more that I've been fucking learning, I don't play around with the girls who, who text and be like, BBC, question mark. First of all, more than likely or not, I'm looking to get fucked. That's just that. So why the fuck do you worry about whether I have a big black cock or not? Okay. You shouldn't even be worried about that. But they do that, non-black people, they do that because they see a black man on these apps. And so they assume because of what they've heard and the stereotypes that go around about black people that we all have big dicks, um, which is not true. It's not, a, we black people are not a monolith. We are not all the same. Um, and I mean, the average penis size is only like five inches. So let's not get it twisted, boo. Next, stop with the games. Like we don't have any time to flake around. If I'm on Grinder, Snippies, shout out, what have you, I'm 99% looking in that moment, right? I'm looking in that moment. Um, It kills me when I talk to someone and they're like, oh, I'm looking for later. Later? Well, then why aren't you online later? You know, I feel like, oh, God, we're setting up an appointment to have sex? Like, I'm not going to go get my teeth pulled. You know, this is crazy to me. It really is. So don't talk about it. Be about it. That's the bottom line on that one, okay? Um. So also, like, what do you do? My next point. What do you do if you're not interested? Like, how do you move forward? Do you know what I mean? Um. I mean, do you tell the person? Do you block? I mean, how do you do it? I guess I will speak from experience. I can say that, um, unfortunately, and maybe I should, you know, change this up. 
But I guess I adopted this attitude as well because it happens to me, right? You say, you know, let's send a pic. So we send a pic, face pictures to one another, and it's an automatic block, you know? And who knows what they're looking for? Obviously, it ain't me. So, I mean... I have never really just been like, oh, I don't think it's actually maybe I should. And that's probably what I'll start changing. Like maybe I should let the people know like, oh, I don't think we'll be a good match or what have you. But honestly, I just block if I'm not feeling it. I'm like, okay, he ain't cute or whatever. or He's not my type. What have you? Um, I just block. So (laughs) I don't know if that's the correct thing to do I don't know if that's um the wrong thing to do but that's how I handle it when I'm not interested in someone and I guess that could also be a little bit more nicer and just say hey like I don't think this is going to work out um moving on all of you fucking people who just want to send pics and have all these long chats what is all this about y'all Listen, I'm a kind of person who works like this. If I see your profile, I message, hey, what's up? You looking? And they say, yeah, I'm looking. Here's a picture. They send a picture. They say cool. I say cool. Here's my address. Here's their address. That's how it should be. But unfortunately, you have a lot of people who like to talk for hours. They want to see every picture you have you got a hole you're showing feet pull the head back don't have a picture of your dick soft make sure the booty is shaved make sure the booty is hairy um send an armpit picture take a picture in front of a motherfucking newspaper so i know this is from you today like come on it should not even be all this and that's what like i said frustrates me sometimes about grinder because i'm like it's just sex y'all it does not need to be this complicated so i know like if we have to start exchanging a lot of pictures and you're asking a lot of questions i had this one guy He left my house and then he was actually annoyed because I didn't tell him that I have roommates. What the fuck do you care that I have roommates for? That don't have nothing to do with you. You need to be coming into the door, walking to the room and closing it. Right. That's what a bedroom door is for. Furthermore, and I've always wanted to ask my roommates this. Do they even know what's going on? You know how many people I have in my room who come in to chill, smoke, drink listen to music and nothing happens so I've always wondered like when they see got like if I'm hooking up I wonder if they know what's happening but why are you worried about me having roommates you're not fucking them you know what I'm saying oh next time you should just let somebody know for what girl move around okay now this is a message for all tops shout out to the tops we love y'all i mean let's be honest the bottoms are really the girls we're you know we're the creme de la creme because y'all really can't move without us um stop rushing your bottoms please stop rushing your bottoms because what's gonna happen is you're gonna have uh 
mud coming out the bottom. <laughs> okay? Like, give me some time to fucking clean out. Give me some fucking time to douche. Like, why are y'all in such a rush? I'm not into scat play. Okay? Sorry about it. And although I sip and paint, I don't be painting on no dick. Okay? Although things happen. I do not want to shame anybody for doing that because you're fucking in somebody's asshole. Pun intended. Shit happens. Right? But if you are giving the adequate amount of time to clean out, more often than not, you will not run against these issues. The problem is that a lot of tops don't like to wait, you know, and so they're trying to rush you to get done. And if you're being rushed by a top, listen, I know they're few and far between out here in the world. It's like really trying to find a needle in a haystack, but you can find someone else, my love, or like Marcel, suction the dildo up on the motherfucking wall and go to town, bitch, on yourself, okay? Because if they can't wait for you to clean out, you know the dick ain't gonna be no good. That's the bottom line, cut and dry. Next, this just happened to me recently. Don't be spreading no business. I'm not gonna tell you all my business on this show, but basically... uh, Bitch, basically they was like, danger. We smashed the, she smashed the homie. Okay? I was danger. Okay? This one man decided to message somebody who I hooked up with unknowingly, right? Because he told me afterwards. I guess they were discussing like, you know, trying to set up some threesome or what have you and yada 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 and so then the guy messages me like oh I saw you were hooking up with so and so like yeah he told me you guys have hooked up before oh so I'm thinking about setting up a threesome at your place here are the dates I'm available here are the times that he's off of work you know because we've hooked up as well in the past and that 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 that. I said hold on you got it all wrong first of all don't ever come at me like this I said, why the fuck were the two of you discussing me? Y'all don't need to be at all. Why did you not come to me and tell me, hey, do you know so-and-so? And And I would have said, oh, yeah, we hooked up or whatever. Then he would have been like, oh, so have I. And then we could have, I'm down for a three-way. Not you setting it up for me, bitch. That ain't how it works. You feel me? So, I mean, just be chill. This is also the same. So I had to block him, right? I had to block him. And then I told the other boy, don't be discussing me with so-and-so. I'm not down with that. And he was like, yeah, I know. He had hit me up. I kept it 100. I told him I hooked up with you. But, you know, he hit me up and was talking about trying to set up a threesome and things like that. I said, that's fine. But it needs to run through the person whose house you're trying to have it at first. While y'all talking. Um, And this motherfucker, like I said, he had already violated. I actually remember, I don't know if I've told this story, but I remember being hanging out with Marcel. 
and we were at my old house and we pulled up i had a rental car we pulled up we about to go in the house you know drink smoke do what we do and i see this guy before we get out of the car i see this guy in this truck and he looks out and he's like oh ron come here and i told myself i'm like oh i know it ain't so i go to the car and it was the guy i'm telling y'all about the one who set up basically was trying to set up the threesome and he was like hey what's going on how have you been i said i'm good what's going on with you He's like, oh, yeah, like, I just haven't heard from you in a while. So I was wondering if you were like, if we were good, if you still wanted to hang out. I said, well, yeah, I've just been off of, you know, the app in a while. Um, I haven't been really like, you know, wanting to hook up. So that's why I have not messaged you. Oh, do you have some time today? No, I don't have time today. I said, I'm here with my best friend and we're hanging out. The next time what you need to do is message me. That way I can let you know if I'm home or not. And if I want you to come over. I get it. I'm the throw God. The pussy is good. Right? It's wet. It's juicy. But come on. You can't be violating and doing some crazy shit. Because you want me. I get it. But just message me, boo. Reach out to me. Let's talk about it. So long story short, I definitely blocked him, y'all. Um, and that's that was my other point. Wait for a response. I got another story about this motherfucker. So one day again at my old house, he ends up, um, no. I was going to say he ends up messaging me. No, bitch. He popped up. I'm in my room, Beyonce on the JBL, loud as fuck. Y'all know how I do. Singing, dancing, drinking, smoking. And I hear a knock on my door. Knock, knock, knock on the door. Shout out, Brittany. I'm like, hold on, because I ain't expecting nobody, right? It's a Friday or what have you. I'm chilling. I'm doing my thing. I opened the door and it was him, y'all. Oh, what's up? What's going on? I said, hello. Oh, yeah, I'm just coming to see if you were home. Your roommates let me in my room. Okay, no. So we're going to have to have a talk. I'm like, what are you doing here? So, I mean, I knew what he was doing there. Okay. But that's my point. Um, My next, my next top, my next point was wait for a confirmation. Wait for a message. Before you come bombard someone in their space, um, all up in their grill, you don't know what they're doing. I could have had another motherfucker up in there laid up next to me, right? But you knocking on my door, you trying to come in, um, it was just too much. So I'm definitely glad that I blocked him. Um, last but not least and this is a pretty short list because i mean these are my major things like i said i'm a i'm a bitch who's are you free here's a picture here's the address if we're not hooking up in like 10 messages or less i know what ain't gonna happen and you want some bullshit you feel me also my last point i don't do young folks at all okay 18 is legal great not for me 
19 is legal, great. Not for me. No 20, no 21. We don't do. Every year I get older, I feel like the people that I'm interested in, I move the goalposts for ages um, of who I will mess with. The lowest age that I will probably get down to will probably be about a 25, 26, right? Anything less than, I'll go 24, okay? Anything less than that, I just cannot. I just cannot. I don't know if, I don't know what it is with me. Um, I ain't no ageist. I just feel like that's just so young. Um, so I just, I choose not to um, mess with guys who are younger than 24 because it's just too much. Um, I mean, that's all I got. If you have any fucking do's and don'ts of hooking up, if you have ways about going about your escapades, please let me know. I may add to this list, amend it, and come back with an update for y'all soon. But that's pretty much all I got. I mean, make sure as well you stay safe out there. Make sure you're being honest with your partners about your sexual health. Make sure that you know that your sexual health is your responsibility as well. And I mean, happy fucking. Safe fucking. (laughs) Thank you all so much for listening once again to the podcast. We love you all. Um, make sure you, I'll be definitely living in explicit content on this motherfucker. Cause she's wild tonight, honey. Um, but I had a lot of fun. I'm glad we're back. Um, and let's fucking do this y'all. Make sure you follow us once again on Instagram at queer and relevant on Twitter at queer relevant. Also make sure you follow us personally. My handle on Instagram is at I am Ron DMC and Marcel's is at Marcel Lamar Music. Um, Actually, for Instagram, you don't got to do all that at shit. That's just Twitter. Y'all know I love me some Twitter. But follow us. Make sure you keep up with us. We love you all so much. Thank you for enjoying us on this wild, wild ride. I cannot wait until Marcel is back. So we are next to each other, kikiing, and giving y'all exactly what the fuck you need. So that's Queer and Relevant out. I love you all so much, and we'll see you again. Bye-bye.